Serana! Hey. We finally meet! I know. Well, we met once before. Yes, which I don't remember because that was a long, 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 long time ago. I don't think it's been the last 25 years. There was that one girl that said hi to me in the bathroom in Philadelphia. <laughs> was it in the bathroom? Yeah. So if it was in the bathroom, that means I was probably like mortified and trying to get out of there. <laughs> um, for no reason other than I was in the bathroom. <laughs> Aww. So this is the first time we've talked to each other that we were we knew each other and we were yes. planning on. Exactly. The thing of it is, if I had talked to you in a reasonable amount of time after that, I would have remembered you because I remembered everybody. Yeah. Uh, my memory has since gotten worse, so not so much anymore. But um, yeah, wow. What was that? Ninety-five or six? Ninety. I think it was ninety-five. Yeah. But I'm a little bit fuzzy. There was a place in Philadelphia called the Asylum. It wasn't there for very long. And yeah. I saw you guys and I saw somebody else. I guess, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember which one, who played with you guys and who played with somebody else. I think there was- Chance to the Sun was with us. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there was another show I saw, uh, I think it was Love's Lives Crutching and um, Love Spirals Downwards maybe. Oh, cool. I know Siddle was in, at one of the shows. Yeah, we played, we actually played um, a couple shows with Siddle. Uh, we played with them in Maryland somewhere. It might have been Philly too then. Maybe, it might have been, yeah. Oh, I think it was, I think it was. Yeah, I think, I think it was them and then Trans the Sun and Us, yeah. I think it was, yeah. They were such nice people. Yeah, I remember. I remember meeting most of the bands at that place. I would go up and meet in my awkward way, and I think with with you guys, I think I was just like in the bathroom. So. And I was like trying to get out. <laughs> like, no, I don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, that's funny. Aw, that was a long time. So that was a funny show. Okay, so. That was the first time anyone really kind of treated us like we were a rock band or something. I don't know. Most places you go, you'd be lucky if you got some water. And he had like a full Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It was so bizarre, like a, a fully cooked turkey and like mashed potatoes and like all this stuff. Wow. And it was very interesting. And um, Dave was with us on that tour and I remember maybe you'll remember this during the set all of a sudden he just walked off the stage I think you mentioned that before yeah yeah and I were like what's going on we're a three-piece we can't really do anything without the bass player it was so weird and then he comes back on stage and like had a towel and like wiped his face off threw it down and like Mike and I are just like, what just happened? <laughs> Anyways, that was a weird. That's what I remember about that night, the turkey dinner, which I don't think any of us even ate because I always starved myself on tour. And um, yeah. Mike, you know, probably ate something, but I don't remember eating anything that day. I don't know anybody that eats on tour. 
You can't. And I never, went on, stomach I never issues. went on tour. I just did a few shows. Yeah. Uh, with Stone Breath. But, um, yeah. But I didn't get to have the tour experience. Yeah, it's it, it's fun and, and also not fun. But um, yeah, it's both of those things. But yeah, we always we always liked Philadelphia. We always had good shows there. We played Trocadero twice. Yeah. Um, we played some other place that I don't know what the name of it was on the Cold Tour. Mm -hmm. We always had good shows there. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it there. I miss. Sh I mean, I'm not like big on going out. Right. So, but you know, as far as as far as I go out, I miss shows. So. Yeah. I don't remember the last thing. I went to actually. I guess the last thing I went to, like with music, would have been the Metropolitan Opera. Oh, cool! With my mom, like before Christmas, uh, it would be 2019. So uh, we saw the Magic Flute. So. Aww, that's cool. I went. To, we saw some Beethoven here in Houston a little bit before that. So I can't remember what the last non-classical thing I went to was. So. Oh, that's cool though. Last show I saw was Audra, mm -hmm. and Mike um, played guitar on a couple songs. So we went to that. That was fun. And then prior to that was we saw Soft Kill mm -hmm. at a burrito festival. As you do. Yeah. yeah, as you do. So Dirk had his first burrito that night, yeah. and he also got a shout out from stage. So it was very. <laughs> it was a really fun night. Yeah, that was fun. And they started his love of vinyl because they loaded the kid up. They gave him all these records and everything. And then he got obsessed with vinyl and that kind of still like we went and we had this really awful piece of crap record player. Right. So here we are. We don't own a CD player. Neither one of our cars can play CDs. Mm -hmm. And we had this rinky dink like $99 turntable. And so after that show, um, we put the soft kill record on and it, the, it just broke. Oh. So we ended up getting a new record player and, and it kind of uh, started this whole uh, love of vinyl kind of thing. But it's just funny because we put out CDs and we put out vinyl, but we don't have a CD player and we didn't have a decent turntable. So it's <laughs> kind of stupid. I guess it's been about a year and a half since we moved uh, to our house and moving, um, you know, in most of your possessions of books, records, CDs and DVDs is kind of cool. Um, but we still haven't unpacked the CD room. Like there's still, there's a room upstairs that's just full of boxes and empty bookshelves. Yeah. And we have to paint the room and then we have to, you know, put the bookshelves up and right. it's like, if we want to listen to a CD, we're like, let's just pull it up on YouTube. Okay. Right. So, Pretty much I listen to it too. Just yeah. YouTube or Bandcamp or whatever. Yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah. So much easier. But someday we will do the room. Originally that room I had selected, it was going to be the occult room. Oh. Not, not meaning anything other than it was going to have like cool stuff in it. So, yeah. um, 
like uh, you know just paint it dark purple and put weird stuff on the walls that's cool well you could still have a combo room like cd slash cool stuff yeah. yeah we have to have somewhere to put all the cds and we're not ready to uh part with them yeah so but. i've gotten rid of almost everything except for the stuff that really has sentimental value to me though and you know like those i just can't part with okay. and um you know of course but like you know we don't have a lot of space in our house so we have to be very selective about what we keep mm -hmm. so yeah i've gotten rid of uh a lot of cds like in retrospect i'm like oh, i probably should have kept that one somebody at good wants some killer cds mm -hmm. at one point so no um but you have a library like you have like an actual library in your house right Oh, we have we have a lot of books. Yeah, we have a downstairs room that I think most of the fiction is in. I have a uh, uh, I won't move the ca camera, but I have a bookshelf right here. But yeah. um, we we like books. James worked in a bookstore bookstores for a long time. In the cool. Movies, and uh, we're both kind of yes uh, hoarders is the <laughs> term. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, if it's books, it doesn't count, but, uh, yeah, we ha I mean, he has all kinds, he has like, uh, a large collection of medical books and things like that. And just whatever he found at half price books that was going to get thrown out. And, um, uh, when I moved here, I never moved like on land. I just shipped boxes. Yeah. So I sort of picked my favorite books and, you know, tipped them over time. I didn't ship a whole lot of records. Yeah. He already had, like, most of the same records that, or he had better records. Or, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I shipped stuff piecemeal, but, you know, the book habit just continues. So. Yeah. I love books, but I don't have any because, I mean, I have a handful just because there's no space for them, but I need to get a bookshelf. I had a bookshelf and then I'm like, well, I'm not going to keep this bookshelf. I'm just going to keep my books in the closet. And then now I'm getting like more and more books and I'm like, kind of need a place to put those. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go get a bookshelf and figure out a spot to put it someplace, but I don't know that I'm uh, the thing I have the computer on right now is um, it's actually uh, it's like a secretary desk. Oh, cool. It has a big glass case that I've started to put books in because they book. Um, and this was his late aunt's. And oh, that's cool. It'd be a cool little curio cabinet, but yeah, that's cool. Everything eventually, but uh, but yeah, so I, I came here without a ton of my stuff. Uh, but managed to accumulate a lot. Of course, yeah. as you do. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's cool. So, dark shadows. Dark shadows. We wanted to talk about dark shadows. Yes. So I have to tell you, this is so funny. Randomly, one day, out of nowhere, Dirk just goes, "Dark Shadows" is a Dan Curtis production. <laughs> and Mike and I just died laughing because he just said it out of nowhere. And so every once, in a, every once in a while now, he'll just randomly go, Mom, I need to tell you something. It's a Dan Curtis production. And then I'll go, you're a Dan Curtis production. 
it's just funny. Um, so he watches the show with us. We watch the movies. The movies are actually really good. Yeah. I think. Um, I like the first one the best because, of course, Barnabas is in it. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, I'm wearing my Barnabas ring. Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. I need one of those. I got this in New Hope, Pennsylvania a couple of years ago. And, That's uh, so cool. Barnabas ring. So no kidding. I always wear it on the Barnabas finger, too. Of course. As you, of course. Oh, man, I want one. So are you from Pennsylvania, then? New Jersey, which is New Jersey. Okay. I'm right on the uh, right on the Delaware River, so you could see the river from my my window in my last place I lived. So. Oh, that's cool. So I'm I'm horrible at geography. So did you live close to where Tim lives, or it's about two and a half hours drive? Okay, so not super close. It's yeah, it was close enough that um, close enough to go about once a month um, for the weekend. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, I mean, you could go there and back in a day. Sure. Be a lot of driving. But usually, yeah. usually I went for the weekend, uh, you know, every couple months for many, many years. Oh, I mean, that's fun. I guess that would be like a good 10, 11, 12 years before I came here. Oh, wow. I can, I can, it occurred to me this weekend was 22 years ago this time I went out to see them. So. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So did you usually plan to record when you went or did you just go to hang out? We started with the idea of, um, and we can get back to our shadows, but now I'm talking about this. Um, we started with the uh, with uh, recording in mind uh, because we corresponded about music and the cinema tape and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we started uh just kind of like on music and we all got along so well that uh sometimes we just hung out so oh that's cool those are the best times oh i wish i could have hung out i do too that would have been so fun we were all live journal friends back in the early 2000s yes isn't that funny so that's so funny oh but yeah so that's uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania life. So cool. I miss it, but I, I like it here too. So Do you? happy. Every, I mean, I'm happy with my, you know, my situation. But, right. Know, Texas is not exactly where I had planned to spend right. my time. <laughs> right. I feel you. But I know you probably didn't. Uh, Dream of Arizona uh, any more than I dreamed of Texas. Yeah, yeah. The thing with that, when when I originally came here to meet Mike, it was such a good, like, magical time in my life. Yeah. So Arizona had all of these awesome connotations to it, you know. Yeah. Same um, here. Yeah. And so when when we decided to move back out here, that's what I had in mind. Mm -hmm is how awesome it was when I had been out here on vacation, essentially. Well, living here and visiting are two different things. You don't think about, and I'm sure you know this, the heat, the sun, and, you know, there's all of that. No green. snow sometimes in Texas. Um, yeah, for you guys. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Now, in retrospect, I'm like, we should have just picked up and went someplace completely new, you know? But it is what it is. We're here. 
We're not going anywhere. No, I mean, like, what the things that have happened are, like, almost magical because, like, you know, I, I came here for, for love and yeah. just good things kind of came our way. You know, we got jobs that, mm-hmm. you know, jobs are jobs, but, you know, we have, we have them, so that's positive. Right, exactly. <laughs> You know, we have a house now, and uh, we have five cats, and you know, what more could you want? Right, right. Yeah, that's essentially here, too. I mean, we came out here, didn't really have anything. We left everything in Ohio. We had, like, a couple plates, a handful of silverware, a blow-up mattress, and, you know, a few odds and ends that we brought our TV because you have to have a television. You know, just like like whatever fit in the car. And then we shipped a few things. Um, and like you, you know, you get jobs. We got a house. Now we have a kid. So our house is almost paid off. You know, we're not going to, we're old enough that we're not going to start over someplace brand new. That's just ridiculous. So unless, you know, lightning strikes and suddenly I'm a bazillionaire, you know, we'll be staying. So. The sun it is. <laughs> Speaking of the sun, back to Dark Shadows. <laughs> so I didn't start watching Dark Shadows until really this whole pandemic started. So I used to kind of just put it on and then fall asleep to it. And so I really didn't watch it. But then when this pandemic started, it sort of became this like escapist thing to me. Yeah. And like every night I would watch three or four episodes and then go to sleep. And so now it's like, I have this like huge love for it. And I'm like sad that that time period is gone. And I have my, um, my ribbon in my hair for our lovely, you can't probably see it. Our our lovely what's her face. Whose name just escaped me. But, um, I said I was going to try to do my hair like hers, but I can't do my hair like hers. I can't do my hair. My Kona, it's like a miracle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I did put the ribbon in. Um, so, like, have you always watched it since back in the day, or what's your thing with it? You could actually say that I exist because of my reason my mom met my dad was because she chose a job that was at a time that she could show the dark shadows in the afternoon. So they met at a newspaper in Trenton, New Jersey, and uh, I worked for a newspaper. I've always worked for newspapers. It's not just happens. Um, so my mom met my dad uh, because she needed to have her afternoon full for Dark Shadows. That's awesome. So, oh, my gosh. I, I owe my life to it. And uh, when I was in about fourth grade, they started showing it on New Jersey Network. And so we watched it. And uh, it start, I think it might have started on Halloween with like the first this episode where he's like, ah, out of the coffin. Really yeah. And, you know, obviously I was, uh, I was into it. Um, I grew up on uh, like Vincent Price and Christopher Lee, uh, 
my my mom reviewed movies in the late 60s early 70s for that newspaper i just mentioned um so uh, vampires and stuff were in my blood my parents to be clear are not like some sort of goth royalty or anything right right my dad was a jazz musician and my mom was a classical music person and oh wow a beethoven expert uh wow she writes uh, she writes book fiction books about beethoven um it's so cool i'll, I'll brag about my mom yeah that's awesome seriously but um so but you know they like uh, vampire stuff so so i watched dark shadows from fourth grade to they probably showed it through like sixth or seventh. So you figure that's like we're talking like the early eighties, whenever that is, like yeah. eighty two to eighty five, something like that. And um, so I did see the whole series, but it was part of my life. And uh, there's a town in South Jersey called Collinswood that I thought of as Collinswood. And one of my best friends when I was a kid, her last name was Collins. So I had all this Collins trappings. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you couldn't really see it after that. I think they showed it on um, the sci-fi channel for a while, but I didn't get that channel. And I would... Uh, Eventually, at some point, like I found some box sets of uh, DVDs, um, but we finally started watching again because uh, about four years ago, James finally like, I'm buying the box set, and I was like, okay, because he's he's a DVD collector. Um, we, in addition to collecting, you know, many other things, right? <laughs> but um, so he's like, I'm just getting the box. Like, okay. And we started watching episode one, uh, pre-Barnabas. Okay. I always wondered about those uh, elusive shows. Yeah, they actually, we really love those. The, um, there's a plot line called The Phoenix that um, she, she comes back a little bit in the episodes we just saw because uh, we're, we're somewhere, I forget what episode we're around, somewhere in the 800s or 900s. The Phoenix comes back around. Yeah, I've seen those ones. Yeah. She was, um, uh, I'm like drawing a blank on everybody's names. Mm -hmm. She was the one guy's uh, wife, right? The mother of the kids. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on things too. So, some of them will come to me. Yeah. Uh, but uh Victoria but, Winters. I just remembered Victoria Winters. Okay. Anyway. Victoria Winters and uh, <laughs> I think I think we're in the episodes past uh oh, spoiler alert. Uh, I think we're in the episodes past her uh heyday. So but uh we haven't gotten through the episode because we go in, you know, usually obviously around, you know, leading up to Halloween and through the that time of year is the heaviest dark shadows viewing. Yeah. You don't, we generally tend to watch like six at a time, uh, which yeah. is two hours and um, sort of go through phases with it. But, yeah. But it's always, it's always been in the back of my mind. And the thing people always talk about, uh, how, you know, they say it's cheesy or it's bad or oh the scenery's falling over or, oh they forgot their lines and it's like you try like acting a script every day of the yes you had no time to memorize you know? yeah and honestly it's really not that cheesy yeah. 
It's like, like I think the plots are good. I mean, I think it's pretty well written. I think that, um, I mean, some of the acting is a little hokey, but that's kind of what I like about it. Like, I love that you spot like weird stuff in the background, you know, like a that something falling over or you see somebody run across the back or a yeah. bike and stuff. Like, I love that about it. Yeah. Like, the, best, uh, the best moments in one of the more recent ones we saw during the end credits, like you see Barnabas walking down the hall with his yes! like, He's like, you know, if it was today, he'd be looking at his phone or something. Right. Like, oh crap, and like gets out of the house. I, I remember there was one where Joe did that too. Um, yeah, I love that though. And my, it, like, I'm not that, f I'm, well, I'm pretty far into it. I'm, uh, I can't even remember where I'm at right now to even explain it. But um, my favorite are still that those black and white ones. Yeah, they're they're the best. They're my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Peak, like Willie and like all that stuff. And when Maggie, when he first started, like yeah. you know, courting her, I guess you call it. Like there were some episodes that she legit looked scary to me. Oh yeah, it's black and white, and the way her eyes are sort of glowing, and you know, the, there's fog everywhere, and it was like kind of legit scary. Like I could see how kids were probably scared by that. Yeah, um, back in the day. Yeah, that that's James remembers it from being a little kid, and he doesn't remember a lot, but he remembered two scenes that really scared him. And one was like something I think he said about scary hands, like someone's hands were all messed up. And yeah. A scary old face. And I think it was when um, it was an Angelique scene. Yeah. Uh, an rapid aging scene. Yeah. Like that. And incidentally, we have a cat named Angelique. Oh. A cat named Josette. So. Aww. We don't have a Barnabas, but uh, our big black cat, we could retroactively name him Barnabas, but he's yeah. Ah, so. someday. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a Barnabas and a Quentin. And, uh, yeah. We've got Angelique and Josette right now. Ah. But, uh, but yeah, he remembered those two scenes and they, they stuck with him and everything that scared my husband when he was a kid is stuff that he loves. So, um, and he's, uh, he's about 12 years older than me, so uh so he was a kid in the 60s and i was a kid okay and we like the exact same stuff because i always liked stuff from a little bit before my time yeah that's so, cool um, it's weird though because our parents our dads at least were the same exact age so oh um, so even though we're different ages we have parents of the same generation yeah um, but anyway, he uh, he hadn't seen Dark Shadows in a way that he was really paying attention to, and uh, and now we're both uh, devotees. So. That's so cool. Yeah, I want that painting sometime. <laughs> I want the Barnabas painting. I always had planned to do one. I don't know if I can paint well enough. Oh, that would be cool though. Yeah, so Mike got that for me for Christmas. And I believe he got it off of Etsy. Cool. And I just read an article, it might have been this morning, that that, uh, that painting is actually not Jonathan Frid. Another actor stood in, and then they just painted Jonathan's face on it. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Ye
see that. Yeah, it doesn't exactly look like him. Yeah, yeah. You know, my biggest regret, in life, and I'm not a regret person, but my regret is that I didn't go to the Dark Shadows. Yeah. Which were held in New Jersey. Oh, man. Every other year. But I was just so used to not doing things. Like, right. I never did things. I right. would have had to do a lot of them by myself, and um, I just didn't. Right. Yeah, of course. But now, like, you know, we go to horror conventions, uh, or we used to. Uh, right. <laughs> when it was safe. <laughs> um, but we used to go to horror conventions, so we definitely would have gone to Dark Shadows convention. Uh, some of them are still alive, so yeah. you know, I'm hanging in there, hoping I can meet some of them someday. Yeah. Someone told me a story about meeting Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I guess he was just really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He seems like he would be. Yeah. I feel like they're my relatives, people like him and Vincent Price, and they're just like sort of these uncles that I had, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, being a kid. The, for the first real memory I have about Dracula was the um, Franklin Jella. Dracula and I remember that being on TV and I was so scared like there's the scene when um down in the crypts and I guess in that movie it's refer I think it's Mina that's I can't remember but anyway she just looked so scary that scared the crap out of me as a kid but yet I loved it and I wanted to keep watching it and you know and then of course like Saturday mornings and stuff, they would have all the the um, Peter Cushing and all those movies on, and they would always be on, and I'd just kind of sort of pay attention to it, but yeah, now, now that I'm adult, I'm like, I love all that stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. You always, um, did you always want to write about those sort of topics? Uh, I started, not, not really. Um, when I first started writing, I pretty much just wrote poems, and then me and my friend Shelby on, like, Friday nights after the football game, she would spend the night, and we would write these stupid fanfic pictures, like, books back, in, you know, like, we would, I would write some and then pass it to her, and then she would write some, and it would always be these stupid, like, 16 Candles-esque, you know, stories of me and her going to Kent and meeting cute boys. That, that would be about the crux of it. Um, and then I really just didn't write except for just poetry and stuff like that. And then um, the violet, the whole violet thing came to me because I had a dream one night that was like super detailed. And I was telling Mike about it the following morning because it was like a movie. And I was like, I'm just going to try writing this. And that's kind of how I started writing. So, and that wasn't, I started writing, I wrote that book in, like, 2004. I remember when you were working on it. Huh? I remember when you were working on it. Yeah. Live journal friends. Yeah. I know, that's a long time ago now, huh? <laughs> I <guess> so. <sighs> like, it doesn't feel like it is, and then when I kind of do the math in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, that does seem like a long time ago. No. I mean, I can remember individual days, like, in detail. And it's like, oh, what was that, like, two years ago? Well, no. Yeah. 
this is what everybody talks about like after a certain point in life it's like how freaking long everything was right yeah and you know I, I was thinking about this one day too like some of the clothes i have i've had since the 90s me too yeah crazy that's yeah. so funny if i go to my mom's house like i have like well some of my clothes i saved because my grandmother made them Oh, yeah. I got made fun of really bad for, like, in school. But, you know, I saved them, and then I wound up making clothes myself. So cool. But um, I wish I had that skill. I, I can't say I do it super well. <laughs> they, they, they hold together. So wearable. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I still, I don't know if I fit into them, but I still have my uh, some of my grandmother clothes. I actually just bought a simplicity pattern on eBay or Etsy that was the pattern she used to make all my favorite dresses in the 90s. I, I found it so I can like remake my favorite dresses. In the That's cool. So. Yeah, I envy that talent. <laughs> and a whole bunch of others. I'm so jealous of people that can like paint and draw and so I just don't I don't have that um, gene I guess I, don't know. I think I tend to think like if I want to do something like uh, I don't necessarily know if I do it right or well like I know I don't do music right or well like I don't right. know what I'm doing. like I don't have the vaguest idea I took piano lessons um, I can read music kind of you know uh, I know where some chords are, but I don't, like if someone was like, let's jam, that's like the most terrifying two words to me because I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, right. Like, I just can't, like, um, I mean, I've, you know, sitting around with, with Tim, we've done music stuff and uh, he seems to be tolerant of my style. <laughs> but sometimes it would be like, um, you know, you're like, wow, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. It's just right. Springs. So, um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know what I'm doing about anything. I don't know if it's any good. That's just, that's. I mean, that's pretty much. I think a lot of us are that way, though. You know, I'm. I'm. People that are confident are weird to me. <laughs> I don't get it. Like. I wish I had some of that, but by the same token, I think that a lot of people who are confident probably should not be confident. Right. And then the people that beat themselves up and think they're just awful are the true talents. I don't know. Not that I'm saying I'm that, but I definitely want to guess everything, but I don't know. I really want to like just hug people and give them reassurance that whatever you're doing is meaningful and good right you're moved to express something or create something i think you should do it and just enjoy it and uh i don't always take that advice myself because right. I think there's like a lot of things that i think i suck at and sometimes i get up the courage to do it anyway and if i really feel good i might post it on facebook and then you know if nobody likes it delete it and it oh. but um it's relatable. It's hard with music because you have to get people to actually listen to it. Like, if you put an image of something up, it's really easy to be like, oh, that's cool. 
reading something, if someone's got to read something or listen to something it's like oh that's time of your life no one's gonna tell me about it yeah it's <laughs> that's the thing it's like there's so much stimulation for people that for them to actually take time and sit down and focus on something for longer than 30 seconds mm -hmm. it's hard to get people to do that yeah. And, I, and I, do you find, too, that the people that you know kind of take you less seriously than strangers? I don't know. I have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it, know strangers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean is, like, internet-type people. Yeah. Like people that you know in real life. Like, I mean, none of my friends, I think, have read my books. Mm-hmm it's it's hard because i mean like i, like I haven't uh i mentioned my mom earlier and i haven't read her books um except to i mean i and i've uh, through her process of writing it there are sections i've read right but i haven't sat down and read them cover to cover and i mean a lot of it i tend to read stuff that's um like more than 100 years old kind of and i'm not that's not like a I don't think I'm cool. Right. You know, that's just like that's just like my comfort zone. Right. right. My comfort zone tends to be like a certain old-fashioned kind of kind of writing, and I'm very like um, just kind of capricious in what I'm in the mood for at that moment. Right. So right. It's like, oh, it's springtime. It's time to read, you know, this kind of book. Or it's fall. That's when I read this kind of book. And if yeah. the, if the season changes, it's like, oh, my mood's gone. I can't finish the book. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm very like seasonal. Like, oh, it's springtime. It's time to listen to shoegaze. So that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I guess I, I, I think I'm only like that with coffee drinks. <laughs> it's pumpkin spice latte season. It's uh, peppermint mocha season. <laughs> I definitely have my like hot chocolate with mint season. Yes. Although, of course, leading up to leading up to Halloween, it's definitely horror season. Like we watch a lot of scary movies and stuff but i mean we kind of do year-round anyways but definitely that season is um geared towards oh yeah yeah i would say starting starting in august we try to give ourselves a good three solid months yes where it's like what are we going to do this year is it going to be euro horror is it going to be classic you know 1930s is it going to be like really bad like 80s low-budget american horror movies like this year we watched Friday the Thirteenth movie, and I've never seen any of them. <laughs> oh wow! I think I've only seen the first two. We watched. Um, we didn't watch. Oh, fresh movies. We got a lot of that. But um, uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the the uh, class the eighties really uh, well known ones. Yeah, I really haven't either because. We didn't have a VCR, we didn't have cable. So basically the only stuff that I watched would be whatever was on television. Yeah. And if I was at a friend's house and they, like, my one friend had Lost Boys on VHS. So every day after school, we would go to her house and watch Lost Boys. And I mean, to the point where we knew body movements and I mean, just, and we would pause and rewind and pause and, Ridiculous, but um, 
<laughs> but yes, yeah, so I haven't seen a lot of the classic horror stuff either. And it's kind of nice now. It's nice now because so many like networks and stuff offer all these old movies and things like that. Yeah. Of course, because Dirk's only nine, we have to be careful with what we watch. But once he gets older, it's going to be like awesome having like, you know, horror movie night and stay up all night and eat popcorn and watch scary movies all night. But he, he likes all that stuff. We did let him watch The Shining. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And we made him close his eyes during the scene with the, you know, lady in the shower. Yeah. But um, he loved that movie, but he, he really wasn't scared by it. That movie absolutely terrified me as a kid. Um, I was probably littler than him when I saw it. I don't know why my parents allowed me to watch that. But they also let me watch The Omen, which effing terrified me. And, um, but anyway, I, now The Shining is, of course, my favorite movie. It's 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 my favorite horror movie. That and um, Suspiria, probably yeah. kind, of, kind of a. Top. I haven't seen that. I have to see that one too. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's. I mean, for different reasons. But The Shining is basically, yeah, it's like my favorite pretty much. It's perfect. Yeah. I made a shining dress. I got some shining carpet fabric, and I made a dress for when I went to see it at the Alamo Draft House. That's so cool. Which isn't, we used to have an Alamo draft house, which would be right around the corner from us where we live right now. And they would show, um, you know, they show lots of old movies, cult movies. Oh, that's cool. And we would go there like twice a week and they'd show like movies on videotape from the 80s that they made in their basement. Uh, and uh, now the only Alamo is like about an hour drive. Oh, bummer. Kind of like, you know, uh, That's cool, though. That would be fun. That would be fun. I, we don't go out of the house a lot. I mean, we don't go out of the house at all now. But before COVID, we barely went out of the house. Yeah. And that would be fun to do. We did go to the movies once in a while. The, that would be fun. The last thing that we did... Uh, in the world was early <laughs> last year um, Roger Corman was given an award by some Houston Film Association type thing and so uh, the art museum they did a screening of the Mask of the Red Death he was there that would be cool and he, uh, he talked about it he's you know, he was like 91, 92 then, so he's, you know, but, um, you know, he's very elderly, but he got up and he talked and um, he watched Mask of the Red Death, which is very ironic considering what last year. Right, was. right. And, um, when we left, we actually helped, him. he was in uh, a wheelchair, of course, uh, and he had his, you know, his people with him. And we were able to help him across the street as we left. Aww. Could, you, could you guys hold up traffic for us? So we Oh, that's cool. Traffic for him. Wow, that would that would have been fun. That was the last thing we did. You know, another movie that I loved and it scared me so bad as a kid was Follow the House of Usher. I loved that movie. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Was, uh, was the Vincent Price one? Yes. Yeah. I that's where he has that wonderful line. Um, I forget, but he has a wonderful line. <laughs> it's a really beautiful movie. Like the way, like everybody's dressed and the, the way the house is. 
I love that movie. Yeah, it yeah. scared me so bad as a kid. We um we we have sometimes we have uh, Corman and Poe week or months where we watch all those. Was, I know those must have been on when I was a kid because I, I don't remember specifically which ones I saw, but it was right. there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the same here. And then like as an adult, I'll be like, what was that movie? And like try to figure out what it was because I remember liking it so much and then, you know, asking around, what was this movie? What was this movie? You know, just trying to figure it out. But yeah. When my husband grew up, he would go, his parents would take him to drive in movies. Mm -hmm. uh, this was in Texas, uh, Houston. And uh, as I said, his parents were the same age as mine, basically. Yeah. They, they were really young. So his parents were like, you know, in their 20s when he was a kid. And uh, so they would go to see triple features. And he, remembers everything so he remembers going to see the bloodthirsty butchers and he remembers going oh my gosh. he remembers begging to see the abominable dr fives which was also a significant movie for me because my parents liked that in 1971 and they named their cat after a character in dr fives volnavia so that's cool that's uh, another but that was another of his, of his favorites but he has all these great like drive-in drive-in movie in Texas in the 60s kind of stories. That's that, cool. I don't I don't have those kind of stories. But. We did that a couple times too. There was a drive-in theater in Kent and we went a couple times and it was, it was usually like two or three movies. Saw Jaws there. Cool. Saw uh, Battlestar Galactica, I think. Mm -hmm. A couple movies, a couple creepy. I remember there was this one movie and I can never remember the name of it. But it was about this killer guy. He was like a serial killer or something. And he had a bag over his head with like two holes cut in it. And it was made sort of documentary style. And that movie scared me so bad. It's probably where my thing of killers comes from, as a matter of fact. So I'm I remember, I, I think, because I was um, re-watching, re finishing up watching um, a couple of your episodes of this uh, to kind of get myself in the mindset, and um, I remember you were talking about about that about killers. Yours? That's where it comes from. Yeah, I'm not crazy about about them, but I don't I don't think it's. A, I was I'm one of the people that was afraid of aliens. And I don't mean the movie. I mean right, actual aliens. Yeah. Um, I would. You look out the window at night and freak myself out because I thought if I can imagine like the UFO in the sky, it'll, it'll know that I know it. And, like, yeah. Like draw it to you. Yeah. So I didn't like to look at, at the sky from my window at night because I thought they'll know I'm looking and that's how they get you. So. Hmm. You know, so last night we took Dirk to karate and his karate classes are outside now. And it's nighttime. And so we're sitting in the car and there was these weird lights in the sky. And it was two lights and they kept intermittently blinking, just like blink, blink, blink. I have no idea what it was. And it was just, it wasn't really moving for a long time. And then it just kind of slowly backed away and went away. I have no idea what it was. Like, oh, it's probably like a drone or a helicopter or something. I'm like, yeah, probably. 
ones. They have those. I don't want to believe that it was UFO. So, I mean, I don't know what it was. So, to me, it was unidentified. Yeah. Right? But yeah, it's weird. I've never seen anything like that before. It was just two lights, blink, 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 and it stayed in the same spot for a long time mm -hmm. and then slowly backed away and went on its merry way. We could see it for a long ways, so I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like, who would be flying a drone at night? Somebody trying to freak people out. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Probably something I would do. <laughs> It'd be fun. I don't know, because we're out by the Superstition Mountains. So I'm just like, it's a UFO. Just let me have it. <laughs> it didn't feel creepy, though, but it was definitely like, what is that? <laughs> so we both did pen pals back in the day. Yes. And I so wish that I kept all of my friendship books that I had because it would be so fun to go through those now and to see if, like, you and, you know, other people are in them. Because we didn't know each other from that, but I think we have mutual friends, like Hyacinth, for instance, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hi, so that would be funny to be able to go through. Do you know Erin from Sloom also? Do you know her? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because Tim and um, Allison know her, and I knew her because she was um, girlfriends with one of my friends, so... That's how I know her, and then they know her through pen palling. So it's just, it's funny. It's like a small yeah. world, and I wonder if we wrote to any of the same people, yeah. you know, probably. Yeah. We probably overlapped somewhere. No, uh, Matthew, right? Lestat? Yep. Yeah. He's the one that uh, turned me on to Lycia. That's crazy. Yeah, he sent me a copy of Ionia. And he sent me a copy of Black Tape, Ashes in the Brittle Air. That's crazy, because he got yeah. into the project bands, too. Like, um, I saw, uh, I mean, I was aware of the names of the bands, but I didn't really hear them until um, once we visited. Um, then I bought everything. And, yeah. But I was into, like, uh, I was into other goth stuff, but uh, I hadn't really heard Project before. Yeah. Yeah, I have in my mom's basement, I have a couple of plastic bins for pen pal letters and and whenever I go there, I go through them. That's so cool. I, I, you know, I'll take pictures of a few, but um, someday I'll do a I'm sure the people that wrote to me are like, oh, God, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun to see the friendship books, though. I have, like, files. But my mom always thought they were really cool, so she, she knew it was some artifact of the, uh, you know, a counterculture. That was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, I started writing to Hyacinth. She lived in Cleveland, and I lived closer towards Akron. And, you know, we started writing and never met until, like, Lycia went, we went and played Cleveland. And so that's kind of how, and, and actually we had another mutual friend. Um, but, yeah, she's such a doll. Love Hyacinth. Yeah, she's, like, one of the nicest freaking people on the planet. She never forgets to send me a card. You know, she always, Absolutely. all these years later, I still get cards from her. Absolutely. 
I every year I sort of resolve that I'm going to be as good about sending people cards as Hyacinth is. Yeah. They fail. But usually every year, every year in the spring, I have a good like, month or so of pen pal letters where I, I, I get, I get it going and I get back into it. And uh, then everybody's life interviews. Yeah. It's usually when I'm on vacation in the spring, I write pen pal letters. But uh, yeah. I, I got to meet Hyacinth in the mid nineties. And, uh, and one of my very best friends in New Jersey was one of my pen pals, Marlene, and she lived about 40, 45 minutes away, which when you're, you know, 15 and you don't have a car, might as well be the other side of the planet. Yeah, seriously. I mean, my pen pals were my, were my best friends. They, uh, yeah. First yeah, that was like my only social life was going to visit them. And, uh, generally, it would be a driving distance, but you know, I got as far as Connecticut, New York, places. Wow! Like that. Yeah, I never met any of mine except for Hyacinth. She was the only one. And um, oh, I met yeah, I I met Matt uh, Matt Towler. I don't know if you know him. No. Uh, he's a DJ in the Boston area. I met him again on tour so i did get to meet some people when we went on tour but never met any back in the day or anything like you know um i was always i'm almost like better in writing than i am in real life so i tended to like not want to meet people face to face because i don't want people to be disappointed and i'm still that way to this very day um, I'm always like, you're just going to be disappointed if I actually meet them. So I'm much better in writing. <laughs> I'm better on paper than in reality. <laughs> you seem pretty great to me. So. Uh, whatever. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I remember, um, I remember one, uh, one pen pal that visited me. I remember hearing secondhand from a friend that she became uh, chummy with when she visited that she was disappointed when she met me. So, what so the hell? That was, um, again, secondhand, but why would someone tell me that otherwise? But right. why would someone tell me that? It's like, I don't right. really know bad things. That's a messed up thing to say. Yeah. So, people from the past. But, How would you, I mean, you're, you're the same, I mean, I should take my own advice, but you're the you're the same person in writing that you are in real life, you know? So what is there to be disappointed about? I don't I guess, know. I mean, for me, I'm really boring. Like, I don't really... I am too. I don't do stuff. Like, I pretty much just want to stay home and be left by, you know, left by myself. To no, it's like, let's sit on the couch, watch TV, and eat snacks. Like, that's my life. That's what I want to do with my life. Let's stay home, watch Dark Shadows for 15 hours straight. Right? Yep. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And I don't, oh yeah, I don't drink or do anything. So, like, yeah. it's like, this is as good as it gets. Yep. It's like, I got a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually living dangerously today with a Diet Pepsi. Woohoo, <laughs> the caffeine. I mean, I'm having tea like after 7 p.m., but it oh, is. You're going to be up all night. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if somebody doesn't want to sit around watching nature documentaries at two in the morning, like I don't, it's like, what more fun is there? Like, I don't need anything but that. This sounds good to me. Awesome. Yeah. 
I would love that. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're when you're like 18 and 19 and stuff, going out and hanging out in clubs is fun, sort of. So but even then, it was awkward and weird. But yeah. you know, there was cute boys out running around, so you could look at them. But as a once I hit like 24, it was like, nah, let's just stay home. Like, you know, and I think, I think part of that too is like touring is like being in that environment every single night. Yeah. You kind of get over it real quick. At least I did. Some people probably still love it, but I would just, like you said, I'd rather stay home, find some cool stuff to watch on TV. Yeah. Lounge around in pajamas all day. Yep. Perfect. I've been doing that for like a solid year. Like I've been wearing a bathrobe for a year solid. <laughs> you know, it's like I have like, you know, I have my Zoom bra that I put on. I'm gonna be doing a meeting on Zoom, but I don't do that. You just throw on a cardigan. No one can tell. The cardigan is an excellent alternative. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I've got to the point now, like, the, the, you know, I randomly will go to the store to pick something up or whatever. Usually I order everything online and have it delivered. But once in a while, I'll be like, I'm just, I only need, like, a couple things. I'm just going to go to the store. Sometimes I don't even wear bras to the store anymore. I'm just, like, I'm over this. Whatever. Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares. We <laughs> do I don't care about them anyway, so whatever. Definitely the uh, like the ten minute trip to Aldi. <laughs> right. Yeah. They can flap around for ten minutes. It's all good. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. So yeah, flappies. Whatever. <laughs> but, but pandemic life is not um, not that different. It really isn't. I mean, we do have, we do work at home right now for the most part. He does completely, I go to my office for a couple hours a week to like make copies. I have, uh, I'm an editor, so I meet with my reporters from across the room and stuff like that. That's cool. That's interesting. Sometimes I go out into the world and like take pictures or something like that for them. Otherwise, pretty much sofa bathrobe. Cat. Yeah, yeah. I don't have one of my cats right now because my setup right now is not cat friendly. But usually, I'm on the sofa and the cats are all me. right, right. Yeah, you know, my life didn't change. I was already working from home full time. I've been working from home full time for nine years. Um, but of course, Dirk's been home this entire time. So that's different. I'm used to the house being quiet all day yeah. and him being in school. So he's been home since last school year. Mm -hmm. And um, Mike works 410. So he's uh, he was only in the office four days a week anyways, but they went to full time at home. And then went back to two days. So he's home like Monday and Tuesday, and then he goes in Wednesday and Thursday. So, but I think they're getting ready. They're gonna, only going to do that for a couple more weeks, and then he'll be back into the office full time. But he's fully vaccinated. So, like a dog. Isn't that funny to say? He's fully vaccinated. Um, so he's good to go as far as that goes. Now we're just waiting for our my turn, and then we'll be. Back at it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he's getting his first shot this weekend, so. Good. 
I don't know about me, but someday. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. <laughs> but yeah, being uh, being home is not so bad. Um, I like a few, a few new hobbies over the last year. I haven't had a lot of time because I'm working a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, I did take up, I took up cross stitch. Um, uh, oh, butterflies. I, I, uh, you have some butterflies. Just yeah. I have, uh, I raised monarchs last year. Over oh, that's so cool. But, How uh, many did you have? What was that? How many did you have? Um, I guess think I released a total of like seven, maybe. Cool. But um, they were just cool. they just showed up. So I just bought like a couple pots of milkweed, and I didn't really even understand how the process worked. I, but I'm like, oh look, there's caterpillars. Like, I don't think I realized that they laid the eggs on it, and that's where the caterpillars came from. I guess I just thought caterpillars just wandered around looking. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then I got a couple of shelters to put them in and they did their thing. And uh, so it was, it was really cool. I was, it was like probably the best, um, one of the best experiences last year was just yeah. watching them get big and watching the whole process and then yes. having it's them fast So. Yeah, it. We bought these kits on Amazon, and they like it comes in a whole kit. So it has like the net cage thing, and it has like the little dish that you put the sugar water in for them, um, and everything. But they come in this little cup, and it's like five little wee tiny wee. They're so small, yeah. and every single day they're like exponentially larger. It's so amazing, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're pupas. And it only takes, I think, I think Dirk told me today, eight to 10 days or something for them to go from, what is it, Mike? Three to eight days. So ours are going to be hatching like they could hatch today. I don't, you know, but it's, it is, it's really fascinating. Like who knew? I mean, you know, you know the basic premise of it, but watching it with your own eyes, it's like really interesting. So right now we have 10 pupas and we'll see hopefully they all i hope they all make it and we're going to plant um i bought a bunch of zinnia seeds because apparently butterflies love zinnias and they'll actually so theoretically survive here in arizona cool. so we're going to plant some zinnia seeds because um, we actually do get a lot of butterflies around here mm -hmm. and i want to do my part and have some flowers outside for them yeah i did that I planted, I'm, I'm a really bad gardener, but I planted some flowers last year. The only thing that survived is the milkweed and uh, butterfly bush, but I'll try it again this year now that I didn't die last week in Texas. That was 12 degrees. Yeah. So it's sort of like an excuse to start over, but uh, zinnias are definitely one of the ones. I forget what else, but... Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. So I'd like to attract some different kinds, like swallowtails or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, for sure. And they like fennel and oh. some other herbs. I forget what, but uh, I like fennel too. So fennel. That's cool. But you have to watch out for parasites, though, if they're just outside, because uh, I like everything 
with parasites. So, right. Everything lives here. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that thing here. Everything does not live here. <laughs> it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually one of the nice things about living here is that you don't really have to worry so much about bugs. Mm -hmm. uh, like in Ohio, and I'm sure you know from New Jersey, being outside, it's like you're constantly swatting bugs off of you, especially at nighttime with mosquitoes, and it's crazy. It's not really, it's not really like that here, so that's a good thing. We're in the magic time of year right now where we don't have mosquitoes too much, especially because they all died last week. Right. Um, but I mean, the fact that I can, the winter is nice. In to the winter sucking and right yeah this is our good time of the year yeah. yeah we actually do get mosquitoes here because people and their untreated swimming pools oh sure yeah so yeah. we can like sometimes I, the, our neighbor behind us likes to flood her yard that's how she waters she'll literally turn her faucet on outside and flood her yard for like a week two weeks straight to where it's backing up in our yard and there's like stagnant puddles mm -hmm. That's good. Then, yeah it's really awesome so we get some mosquitoes from that but for the most part we i mean of course there's scorpions and black widows but yeah. <laughs> whatever um, we have alligators <laughs> That's but we do see alligators at the park sometimes uh, that's actually funny. That was when I was um, watching your uh, talk with with uh, with my friend. Um, I remember he said something about um, going into the woods and saying he wanted to see an owl. Yeah. And I thought about that. I did that last year uh, with alligators. <laughs> we went to um, one of our favorite parks, and I got out of the car and I said. I better see a goddamn alligator today. I want to see an alligator right now. And like one walked in front of me. What the heck? So, that is cool. Summon alligator is my, my skill. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was funny. I remember when we were on tour, um, I got really annoying about it because the whole southern trip, part of the trip, I would be like, are there alligators here? Mike's like, I don't know. Are there like I, I think I did that from like Georgia to like Texas. Are there alligators here? <laughs> I don't know. It's fascinating to me. We didn't have alligators in Ohio. No, we didn't have them in New Jersey either. Yeah, you got the Jersey Devil though. We do. We uh, we have bears also, so we don't have bears in Texas. But uh, I, you know, most people I know do have. Um, do have a Jersey Devil story. I do not accept what I convinced myself. Because, you know, you want to have a good story, like, for the campsite. Yeah. So, at some point, I'm sure I, I'm sure I fabricated on at some point. But um, I never had a uh, legitimate Jersey Devil story. But uh, I did live probably not too, I guess maybe 20, 30 minutes from the outskirts of the Pine Barrens where the Jersey Devil lives. But, I mean, I, as a New Jersey person, I, you know, 100% believe in the Jersey Devil, so. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever it may be, you gotta, you gotta love your local devil. 
Of course, right? Yeah, you know, um, some people in Northeast Ohio, I guess, is kind of known for Bigfoot. I never saw Bigfoot, but one of my friends um, I worked with came to work one night and she's like, I swear I heard Bigfoot last night. And we're just like, hee hee hee, whatever. She's like, no, me and my husband were out in our hot tub and they heard this really loud sort of shrieking roar. And she's like, I don't know what else it could be. So she's like, we went in the house because it didn't sound like something they wanted to get up close and personal with. So I'm always like, okay, well, I have a friend that saw Bigfoot or heard him anyway. But I never saw anything weird like that. That sounds like what my friend Sean uh, reported from Western Pennsylvania when he was growing up. So uh, that's the roar type sound. That's definitely yeah. that people don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what she said. She goes, I said, well, could it have been like a neighbor or something? She's like, well, first of all, we live out in the middle of nowhere. But no, it did not sound like a person. It, you know, and she's like one of these people that's like very straight and you know she wasn't like a fanciful kind of person that believes in random stuff so um i mean i have to believe her that she heard something that was weird you know i don't think nothing interesting has ever happened to me like no. of any, but i'm uh, you know i'm open to interesting things happening yeah, yeah. but i uh like I'm a hundred percent like ghosts right on. I believe in ghosts, uh, aliens, afraid of aliens, but I'm sure there's aliens. I'm afraid of them too. Yeah. But I've never, I don't have any compelling stories. I'm just like. An observer. Hmm? You're like an observer. Yeah. Like I'm red. Like I, I would, you know, I would uh, spend the night in the spooky place and be like okay cool let's see something i want to like i want to see something and but i still haven't seen anything but i'm i'm up for it and then maybe i'd be scared and then maybe i wouldn't want to do it again right yeah i i have that weird love hate thing with it like i like to watch from afar but i don't want to be actively involved right yeah that goes for a lot of things i agree yeah i mean we we went on that ghost hunt um, here in Jerome, Arizona, and the whole time, like leading up to it, I was like scared, you know, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want anything scary to happen, blah blah blah. But then once you're doing it, it's not scary anymore. But I mean, of course, nothing happened. So if something happened, it probably would have had a whole different uh, vibe to it. But at one point, um, somebody did have a voice come through on one of the e-meter thing or whatever it was and um we couldn't get it to communicate though but something definitely came through we were all like <gasps> you know um and it was funny too because mike had one of the meters that reads like electro whatever mm -hmm. and it was going crazy and he's like look and we're everyone's like oh my gosh look well we look up and we were standing underneath like a power right so that got debunked, but it was it was super fun though. But I don't think I'd want to go. I don't think I'd want to go do that. Like, you know how like ghost adventures do it, or any of those people. Yeah, yeah. God, I just don't. I don't think I can do that. That's, That's too, too real. real. 
that was like my big comfort viewing show. Like, I love that show. I haven't seen it in a long time, but when I would stay at my mom's, like when I was sort of halfway between living here and living there, um, I'd spend like a couple months at a time at my mom's, and like that's like yeah. all I watch that show. And it was, yeah, it's this like supreme like comfort food for me. Yeah, it's like as soon as they get in, like you know, like an abandoned prison. Yeah. Colorado. And I'm like, okay, yes. Like, yeah. And I, I, it just, I needed to have it on for like hours at a time in the background just to kind of feel comfortable. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And you know what? Like, I, it, look, I know that stuff is hokey, whatever. But when, like, we would, I would turn it on at night when we would go to bed. And if Mike falls asleep almost immediately, so I'd be sitting there watching it by myself, essentially, and get so freaked out. And if I watch it with somebody else, I'm fine. But if I'm by myself watching it, it gets me completely freaked out. <laughs> so I had to quit watching it at night because I started, it started making me have, like, nightmares and stuff. So, But I still love it. We watch it all the time. Cool. <laughs> and, I, and I don't care how many times I've seen an episode. I'll watch it again. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like... Yeah, that's definitely one of those things that it's like a putting on a record. I don't. Yes. I, I haven't seen it in a long time because I don't have any of the things that show it. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but Discovery Plus too. So they were on um, Hulu on Channel Channel, and I think they might still be, but I think they're moving all their new episodes to the Discovery Plus network or something. Like, we just watched that Cecil Hotel one, which was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're, I think they're transitioning maybe over to there. I don't know, but anyways, I love it. I follow all of them on Instagram. Cool. <laughs> Zach made a post one day, and he had Dead Can Dance playing in the background. I was like, all right. That was um, that was another show I was gonna see last year. It was Dead Can Dance. Yeah, I think my tickets are still good for if they play this year. But I have to to New York, so. But um, but anyway, uh, Ghost Adventures. Yeah, I love, I love good. The other, I mean, I've watched a lot of those shows, but that particular one is like, the best one. Those are like my guys. It's the best one. It really is. I don't know. There's just some, I don't know why. But there's just something about it that works. I they think have, like really kind of uh, they have this sort of genuineness to them with their like excitement yeah. and fear and right. sort of confidence that they have. Um, I don't know. It's just the personality. Kind of, uh, yeah, maybe I'm naive, but it doesn't feel as fake to me as a lot of the other shows. Like the other ones, kind of feel staged, like really staged. And yeah. if they are staging it, they're doing it really well. Mm -hmm. But it's not super obvious there because all their reactions seem genuine to me. Yeah, yeah. there were a couple episodes where I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely a ghost." So right, which ones? I was like. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's what that is. Yeah, right. And like, there's that one, uh, I think it was like a goat man's bridge or something like that. There's a, do you know yeah. that one where they go out and it's like in the woods and there's like a bridge there and like, it's legit scary. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell they're legit scared. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. I like it. It's good times. I get I get real defensive when people start um, making fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's funny to go back and watch the ones with Nick now because I'm like, what's the drama? I want to know what the drama is. Like, why did he leave? Like, are they still friends? Do they hate each other? What happened? Right. No. <laughs> I've Google searched it. I, you know, I've heard, I've seen stories, but I want to know the real deal. Aaron's the best. I love Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I don't know what um, what goes on now. It's the same. Yep, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, we got to get to his uh, his museum in Vegas. Oh yeah, cool. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. We do road trip to Vegas just to go to the uh, Zach. <laughs> Good old Zach uh, Baggins. Is it Zach? B? I call him Zach Baggins because I know it would irritate him. His uh, museum. I forgot about that. Yeah. Although people have had heart attacks in that place and they're like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah. Cause he's got all those haunted dolls and stuff. Yeah. It's scary too. Like, um, I mean, I, I like dolls. I have a, I have a bunch that this one artist makes where they, she kind of, um, breaks them and glues them back together and, uh, does interesting things with them and fangs and blood yeah. redoes their clothes and everybody's afraid of my doll collection <laughs> most of my dolls are in new jersey still uh i couldn't figure out how to get them here but i've bought some new ones since i got here so yeah but, um, but they're not genuinely haunted dolls they're just right. look haunted so they're not really scary at all right um yeah, it's those it's those normal dolls that are scary yeah Every time Dirk and I go to Goodwill, you know how they always have this like pile of old dolls and stuff? And he's like, nope, walks away. He won't even look at them. My, my, uh, my mom had a bunch of dolls in her basement, and which, of course, the basement. The basements are terrifying. I yeah. just don't like to go in my mom's basement. So. Yeah. So when we went to Ohio a couple years ago, Dirk was four at the time. And we were down, we were down in the basement. So she's got these dolls down there, and he was just like terrified of these. He still brings them up now, like grandma's dolls. Creep. Curtis production. Dacker. See, look, my nose is running. I told you it would happen. Always does. It always does when I'm doing Zoom for work, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I don't have to go on video for work because of the way I have my stuff set up. We have double monitors and a docking station. So if I actually open my laptop, it screws up my computer. Oh. So uh, I'm glad I don't have to do that. I have my excuse not to be on camera for work. No, for like the, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to go on a work tangent, but for like the first six months, nobody put the video up. It was just like the initial and then after a while, they're like, come on, everybody's got to be on the video. We need to have you. And it's like, but um, so, yeah, we, we lost our shield. Yeah. Really, it's kind of pointless. I don't understand the point of that, but whatever. Yeah, because I just sit there, and I'm not doing it right now, but for work, I'm just sitting there just looking at myself the whole time. 
this yeah. is where I don't look bored or weird or yeah. Oh, your eyes. Yeah, I never realized how expressive I am. Like, like I don't realize that like looks like something to other people. So I know. It's, uh, I'm more aware of my expressions now. And you know, I never realized how. Uh, it, how much expression like expressive I am too and like my hands flying around and all this stuff until I started doing these videos and I'm like oh my god I like never sit still yeah I've, I definitely talk with my hands a bit yeah I didn't think that I did I don't know if I'm like making myself understood unless I'm kind of gesturing yeah I also get really annoyed because I do air quotes a lot like knock it off quit doing that <laughs> i have a good list of annoying things that i do that i hate so. well yeah that that yes that's probably the least offensive thing i do that i can't stand but nevertheless <laughs> i need somebody to swap me with something every time i do it yeah so basements are spooky dolls are often creepy um let's see I have, I lost my, we had a, a train of thought there somewhere that I uh, wanted to get back yeah. to. We were talking about spooky stuff, creepy stuff, ghost adventures, uh, Bigfoot in the woods, yeah. alligators. Yeah. yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't have any good stories, but I do, uh, I do like the woods. I mostly um, just go for walks and I just take a book with me and I just sit at intervals and read my book and that's kind oh that's of cool i mostly look for mushrooms though i mean if anybody is friends with me on whatever things i mostly take pictures of mushrooms so yeah yeah i just think they're neat they're just they are neat. <laughs> they're very cool i and you know what i always think when i always think of mushrooms i always think of i guess being you know all the storybooks from when you're little or and not just the smurfs but like other, other magical creatures living in little mushroom houses i just i love that and plus of course the 70s lots of mushrooms on everything definitely, definitely. yeah we had a, a set of canisters mm -hmm. that had mushrooms on them the ones from sears <laughs> probably they were like a tannish greenish brown color <laughs> like hideously ugly that's the color of the 70s yeah yeah we had that um olive green uh stove and refrigerator so i wonder when that's going to come back you know it's going to come back at some point the, the spectrum of colors is like mustard rust avocado and that yes. was definitely yeah that was definitely our household marigold yeah yeah yeah, we had, um, do you remember the linoleum that looked like bricks? I was just going to say something about linoleum because yeah. that's yeah, we had, we actually, that was our kitchen, was a linoleum bricks. We had that too, and like, uh, of course, paneling. Yep. That's yeah. Cool. Like this, the house that we have is from, I think it was built like 1976, which uh, to me seems like really new because my house in New Jersey, my mom's house is like, you know, from the 20s, which is one right. of the newer houses in that town. Right. But in Texas, like the 70s, like you just you knock something down every 20 years and buy it and build a new one. Right. Like what people do here. But, um, 
but yeah, we have like a seventies house and they haven't, the reason we were able to get it is because it hasn't really been updated. Right. So, um, so we don't have linoleum floor, but we did see when we did new flooring that there was still linoleum underneath the surface. But yeah. We still have wood paneling in the living room because we actually like it. It's like nice wood paneling. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think it's cool anyway. Like, you know, there's certain things from that era. Mm -hmm. Like, I fondly remember my green shag carpeting, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, uh, I mean, just filthy, obviously. But, you know, it made a nice pasture for my Barbie dream horse. Yes, we did. We had green carpet. It wasn't shag, but it was, had these kind of hills and valleys in it. Yes, it was like textured. Yeah, and definitely the Smurfs and the Barbies appreciated it. Yes, I loved it. We had, so in my bedroom, my bedroom carpet was shag rust with yellow in it. Which my brother and my brother had the green, and later after he moved out, I moved into that room and had the green. But like we, I mean, I want to say we still had that carpet. That yeah, they still had that carpet when I lived there. I moved out when I was twenty four, which was like ninety five, I think ninety six, and they still had that carpeting, and it was there till they left. Yeah. So yeah. I got rid of it. Um, I'm trying to think. Sometime in the late first decade of this century, probably around 2008 or something. I think my mom finally got rid of it. But um, yeah. yeah, that was good memories of the 70s. I don't really remember the 70s too well, but uh, <laughs> but it lingered on until the 80s. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we're almost we're about the same age. I, I'm 73, so. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were trying to make a joke that you were actually 73. I was like, vampire. Vampire joke. Uh, I'm 72. So, yeah, we're the same age, basically. Um, but I feel like I don't, I don't really remember too much about the 70s. So. I weirdly do. I feel like the 80s is more of a blur to me. Like, early 80s is more of a blur to me than the 70s. I don't know what, why. Yeah. But that that sort of uh, like third grade to sixth grade era is kind of mm -hmm. gone, kind of. But prior to that, I remember, and then of course post that, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, did you see the meme that I posted about um, people pegging their pant legs? Yes. You remember, did you, were you a pants wearer? Because you strike me as a skirt wearer. I, I mean, I wore, my grandmother made me little house on the prairie dresses is how I, that's what I wore. Yeah. But um, I did have pants, I did have some, some acid wash kind of stuff. I'm trying to remember because whatever I wore, I got made fun of. So, you know, I wasn't going to do it right anyway. <laughs> I, I feel like I must have rolled up my pants at least, but I also got fun of, made fun of for wearing like high water pants. So right. It was a delicate belt. Pants were just kind of dangerous for it. You might as well just wear the prairie dress and take it, you know? It's right, right, right. Yeah. Suck it up and go go with it. Yeah, I don't know. I looked awful. <laughs> but. You know, I was talking because I was talking about the peg leg pants, and I know that I definitely did that. Mm -hmm. 
But I'm thinking it was more to do with the fact that I'm short. Mm -hmm. right. So legs never fit anyways. So I think that had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah. But I want to bring that back. <laughs> like I wear pants. I don't wear pants. I don't. I don't have any pants. Come to think of, I have leggings. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any regular pants at all. I started getting some jeans just because, so I could, you know, go walk through the woods and dirty kind of stuff. But yeah. Was, uh, I mean, this past year I wore out all of my yoga pants because I wore them so much. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm definitely a, a skirt person for the most Yeah. I have leggings and I have like, uh, like athletic gear. <laughs> I think I have one pair of jeans, which I've worn once whatever the, the thing i mostly wear is leggings and then these weird onesies that i bought mm -hmm. that are um amazing <laughs> and super comfortable because they're the same material that leggings are made out of so they're that really soft mm -hmm. material and they're super stretchy and like wearing pajamas all day mm -hmm. so that's my life so, yeah i don't wear real adult clothes <laughs> Nobody does. Why? I don't leave the house. I mean, I didn't leave the house before. I definitely don't hardly leave the house now, so. Yeah. I like clothes, though. I like pretty clothes. I do, too. I love them. I love shoes. I never wear shoes. Never wear socks, hardly ever. <laughs> it's hot here. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's not, it's not usually cold here. Yeah. The, the sucky thing is because I do like to wear skirts, but you, I generally want to wear tights with them and it's too hot for tights. So yeah. yeah. I haven't really figured that out yet because I don't want to wear sandals either. So I haven't, I haven't, it's a good thing I'm just sitting in the house in my robe because I haven't really figured it out. So. Right. So at your house, did you have electricity and everything or did it, did everything go down? We had everything. It's, I, it's kind of like, I feel guilty because, um, I mean, I think it's because we live between two hospitals, um, oh. really close to two hospitals and a fire station. And apparently um, they were doing like they decided where they were going to cut people's power. Right. The problem was that it just never came back. So right. you're not going to cut the part of the grid that has the hospitals on it. Right, right, right. But, um, we didn't have anything happen, but literally, um, and for anyone, anyone tuning in, I'm in Houston and we had a snowstorm last week and it was below freezing for a whole week. Um, and, uh, which I'm used to, but not, and it's really messed up. Literally everyone had a pipe burst. I don't know. I didn't wow. I work for a newspaper. So I'm talking to people all week about this and, I haven't talked to a single person that didn't have a pipe burst. Wow. But we didn't. And I don't know why. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, wrapped, I guess I wrapped, uh, we have like the one going into the house. I wrapped it with stuff. And uh, I think it just because we didn't lose power that it didn't get cold enough. Right. Right. But we didn't even lose the internet. So, you know, I got to work all week. Yay. Um, but uh, it's good that somebody got to work. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was really weird because I cold temperatures are not something that usually phase me. But I was terrible right. 
whole week because who wants to deal with that? I mean, people having their ceilings cave in and walls blown out by that stuff. Right. I mean, we were completely prepared for the worst, and uh, which I normally am anyway, just because that's right. my lifestyle. But, um, you know, we were prepared for the worst all week and nothing happened. And well, that's good. Sort of survivor's guilt, but. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I read some story the other day where some like nine year old kid froze to death in his bed. Yeah, that's just awful. Just like that, I can't even, there's no excuse for that in this country. None. Apparently, they were like minutes away from having a blackout that would have lasted like months. Like, there was like a certain i don't know anything about this stuff but like certain number of hertz that if something went below this number and it was within like 0.02 of whatever oh my gosh. And, um you know we were like that close to a blackout that would have they couldn't have brought people back from anytime soon and like what do you even do like right society is not built for that anymore yeah so, we're an electric society now i mean you know, I think about that all the time. Like you think about even stuff like your paycheck. You don't ever actually get physical money. It goes straight from, it's all electronic. So like if the banking system goes down, yep. <laughs> you're screwed. There's no way you could prove that you, you know, that's my money or whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of freaky to think of it, you know. And, and you think about, you know, people lost uh, power for a couple of days or whatever, and the havoc that that mm -hmm. created, you know? Yeah, and it all kind of piled up because, like, nobody had water. I mean, water is pretty important. and A little bit, yeah. Like, we didn't have a boil water notice, uh, again, in our neighborhood, which almost no one didn't have a boil water notice but we were still boiling it for a while just because like really are you sure maybe we should just boil it anyway right it's just right. implausible but um but you know i filled up everything in the house that could hold water i filled it with water just in case and right. you know, then you realize like oh my god how much water do i use in a day it's like how much right. water does the toilet use it's like i can't possibly store enough water in my crock pot to like get me right. Um, you know, we're all taken in buckets of snow from outside, and it's like I never used to worry about this when it snowed. Right, right. But, yeah. But we survived. Well, hopefully there will be some changes that take place to prevent this from happening again, hopefully. Let's hope. Hopefully some people's eyes have been opened. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, everybody here went through something, so uh, we can hope we don't just get distracted by something right but. some shiny object yep. <laughs> yeah so what else did you want to talk about lady well i have my list let me see <laughs> we haven't gone over hmm. well, we got that we got that i think we did pretty good yeah we did a lot of topics <laughs> We hit all of our hot topics. <laughs> oh, so nice to talk to you. Me too. I, uh, it's weird. Like this whole year, I haven't really talked to a lot of people. I haven't used Zoom. Either. 
definite. I haven't used Zoom to talk to people either. It's, um, I don't know, it's just sort of like just going into a cave feeling that you're not supposed to enjoy yourself or, right. or interact with anybody. So. Yeah, and I've always been like, I hate talking on the phone, which is ironic because I spent so many hours talking on the phone as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have always avoided the phone, and especially not with people that I don't really know, you know. And then when I decided to do this, I was like, okay, well, we're going to get over this, right? And we're going to do it. And it's I've like, I love it. It's so fun talking to people and like actually seeing people's faces and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because at the same time at work, um, they tapped me to train people and it's all online. Now I don't have to look at them, which I'm happy about, but it's everything's on online, you know? So it almost weirdly helped me, um, deal with doing that mm -hmm. you know uh, yeah. trained me a little bit so anyway i guess i've kind of gotten over that but yeah it was uh, the first couple of times i did these i was of course the first time was with um candy and, and timothy mm -hmm. and that was actually nerve-wracking because i'd never talked to timothy before mm -hmm. on the phone like maybe twice in like the million of years that I've known him yeah. and my friend Candy I had never talked to either so that was like I was super nervous about it and then of course I talked to Mike and you know I, he literally is like 30 feet away so that wasn't nerve-wracking but um it's gotten easier and easier and easier so this is really cool yeah I should have uh, like okay so my husband James he is um he is what you could call a talker. He's mm -hmm. a, a good conversationalist. Uh, I should have him do something like this and get all the people that we know and like and for sure and try to talk to them because he he could definitely um, keep things moving. He was a, an art teacher for a long time, and uh, he does training or he did training at his job. Um, he doesn't do it all the time now, but he's just. I mean that's. I started talking to him once and I never stopped and then I moved here and we're not tired of each other. So that's cool. So how did you guys meet? You met online? On Live Journal. We were friends for um sort of background friends for years. And um I think two thousand and three in January. Uh and you know, just one of many background live journal friends where you have the same kind of interests. Sure. And, you know, you just, you know, you're there, you know where they are. I know at one point I, he uh, bought a painting from me and I sent it to him and uh, we exchanged Christmas cards and things like that. But, you know, we were friends and uh, at some point, you know, I, I changed my live journal name and then drifted away from it and all kinds of stuff like that. And just one day I thought like, oh, who was that guy? I really like talking to him. Um, let me see if he's still active. And I befriended him. And that was around the same time I got on Facebook. And so we became friends on Facebook too. And uh, used the little chat function. And, um, and just kind of out of the blue, I was just like, do you have an accent? Do you sound like you're from Texas? Because it's like really weird to me to think that, you know, that you're from Texas. Cause yeah. 
you're just into weird stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, he's into the, the same kind of stuff as me, but I, uh, I was just trying to imagine somebody who's really into like experimental music and, you know, uh, I mean, as it turns out, like everybody, I know, I know dozens of people in Houston into experimental sure. music. Lots um, of Yeah, and you know, weird, weird movies and weird books. And I just couldn't quite connect that with Texas. And uh, so I'm like, do you have an accent? And so, even though I hate talking to people on the phone, uh, at one point uh, we were just like, okay, let's talk on the phone. And we just never stopped. And we were both at points in our life where we were kind of done with the situations that we were in at that time. And um, so we just kind of uh, tied that up and just like, you know what, this is, I, I'm moving on from my current situation. And uh, I came down here, so. Aw, that's cool. That we, uh, yeah, we just, uh, uh, I just, we, we both thought the other was just perfect uh, in every way. So it was just constantly like, oh my God, this person is so perfect for me. I can't stand it. Like, um, and, you know, a lot of nerdy things like texting each other when we were in bookstores, like excited about books we were in. Right, right. And, um, but yeah, it never, it never stopped. So, uh, I've been here about 10 years now. So that's sweet. That's sweet. But there's, I mean, journal. Hmm? Good old live journal. I miss it. It was cool. It was cool. Do you remember diary land? Yeah. I had that for a little while. Before. Yeah. That, it, that was where I was on diary land and then everyone's like, Oh yeah, you got to go on live journal. It's better. I think I did both of those for a while. Oh my God. Can you imagine if like, I don't obviously, maybe you still have your login. I don't know. I can't even imagine. I would probably cringe so hard if I read my old stuff. Yeah, on. One of my live journals is still up there and it's, I mean, it's like all locked down and everything, but I can look at it. And um, I think it's from starting in 2007. So it's like, not like the oldest one. Yeah. Yeah. But and yeah, if I look back at it, I like, I cringe. Because, I can't imagine. I mean, I know I wasn't like a teenager or anything, but I still feel like, I don't know, there's something about the current format of social media where you really edit yourself down. Yes. And I've really succinct ideas and not a lot of like personal drama and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I'm... Uh, less embarrassed if I'm just posting pictures of mushrooms. But right. I think what happened was people have gotten so overly critical about everything mm -hmm. that now we just don't share anymore. And I think back then you yeah. said whatever dumbass thing came to mind. Yeah. So some of like sometimes things even just from a couple years ago will come up on my time hop that I tweeted or whatever and I'm like, yeah. God, thank God I learned not to be that way, you know? Just, you know, stuff about like, like, oh, this band sucks or whatever. And I'm like, I don't do that kind of stuff now because I think there's no point in doing those things. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. You know. it's another thing. Like, I have such a wide spectrum of people I know. Like, I used to, um, yeah, 
say stuff about bands or, or things, just completely yeah. stuff I didn't like. And now I think like, no, I know a lot of people that really like that. And I like right. people. And if I like someone, then I like the fact that they like things. Right. So I would never make fun of somebody for like what band they liked or exactly. show they right. liked. it's like, I like you. So if that's what you like, I like it too. Because I'm, like, I'm so like you. I, I just think, you know, because when I see people posting negative stuff about things I like, I know how it makes me feel. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to other people. Right. But it's just funny how some people don't have that filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? A lot of people who are very cool about everything and they want you to know, like, right. I, was in, I, I used to be into that. Right. I guess that's okay if you're 12 and right it's like let's just stop being cool <laughs> right exactly i mean first of all you know i was never cool to start with so trying to be now would be just pointless but it is it's funny i you know some people are so contrived they have these contrived personas and everything's a pose everything they you know everything's like they only like this like everything is so cool see i did air quotes <laughs> so everything has to be so cool like they can't admit that you know they like to watch you know 90210 that was an old reference but you know what i mean like they refuse to let anybody know this the sort of dumb uncool stuff that they're into or whatever and like they contrive this this persona that they only sit around in the dark drinking red wine, listening to this obscure album that you've never heard of, or you know, fully decked out in black velvet. And you know, it, it's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and there's some girls that, that I know, every single picture, they're like done up and everything's, you know, they're perfect and this and that. And I'm like, do you ever just chill in a t-shirt and like sweatpants? Like, or, or are you so insecure in your life that you can't even be chill at home? You know what I mean? It, it's almost, it's almost like some people are so afraid of who they are. They constantly have to have a mask on. Right. right. You know, like they're so afraid of their own actual company yeah. <laughs> that they have to distract themselves with, something else it's so weird to me yeah no, i'm uh, i mean maybe it's a function of being, you know not in my 20s anymore uh for a long time right but, uh you can't really hurt me with stuff that i am or stuff that i like it's, exactly it's like you know yeah i'm lame i like lame stuff I, I like it genuinely. Yeah, <laughs> right. Ironically, genuinely. I mean, we really like crap. Like, we really love crap. Like, we like, you know, we like our cheesy movies, but we the reason that we like them, you know, I mean, although I love, I love things like Mr. Science Theater, I don't find things funny because this goes back to dark shadows i don't think it's lame or funny it's like right when we watch old movies we're really like we're in a place we want to see like wow that's 1965 and that's somebody's apartment in new york city right stuff on the wall like yeah stuff they have lying around their house like 
we want to see the the place we want to be in another time another place another atmosphere and um if it's like you know a shot on video movie from the 80s it's like yeah everything looks at like the 80s but wow i remember when stuff looked like that yeah and the most important thing to me of all of my um, cheesy stuff is that it all comes from that genuine place of someone has a creative idea and they want to bring it to life so what however bad the movie is that we're watching it's like they made a fucking movie like i know i love that it's hard to make a movie i can't even get like you know a song together half of it right it's hard to do stuff yeah it is I love that. And yeah. like one of our uh, favorite directors of the uh, 60s and 70s, like horror movies, and he makes these costumes too. And it's like all of this, you can tell that he bought the, uh, the materials at like, you know, his local craft shop. You can see like the little rickrack around the sleeves and the tool like yeah. and I can see how he made it and I can see like the excitement and passion in it it's kind of like we don't um you know we don't hold it against a stage production that it was put together in an afternoon with you know duct tape and cardboard right. so I like duct tape and cardboard and everything because that yeah. makes really wanted to make something yeah 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 that's cool and you know the same thing kind of goes with music too like mm -hmm. i know you know this because i know how timothy works and we're the same way we're like you don't have to have the expensive equipment and go into the studio and all this stuff to make really good songs and so many people they have all this fancy production and they have expensive equipment and but yet their music lacks something that the like kid in his home studio mm -hmm. recorded on his, you know, chintzy setup. Like, I think, I think it's like you said, it's like, it, it's really kind of the heart of it, I guess, that matters yeah. as, as that kind of sounds, but I'm with you though. Like, I don't have to, I don't, I can like highbrow stuff which I tend to not like, actually. But I mean, I can appreciate, you know, I can appreciate Stanley Kubrick and everything that goes into that and get the same enjoyment out of watching, like, um, Trailer Park Boys. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't, or, or random reality TV or whatever. Like, I think people should be well-rounded yeah. and not put themselves in these little narrow... You know, I can only listen to this music and I and I can only read these kind of books because they're considered cool and I can, you know, I, I'm like a total trash, trash person. I don't, you know, I can appreciate great works of art, but I also like really bad shitty stuff. Yeah. You know, I love it. I just... Yeah, that's definitely our diet of um especially with movies like because i love what i call art films i'm sure other people call them art films too but um cinema you know i like right like Ingmar bergman and fellini and everybody right. especially in the winter is always my my art film 
time. And I love them for the same reasons that I love a lot of trash because it's like, you know, this one person's vision that isn't really necessarily heavy on, on plot and action, but it's got a lot of visuals and it's got ideas and it's got someone's personality behind it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, um, I just like what I like. But exactly. Music, something I always really appreciated about working with Tim is um, just whatever I was doing, he was happy with. And, you know, I'm, we're not like rehearsing things to death and I'm allowed to be less than perfect. You know, my voice might crack yeah. in something and I might ask, can I do that again? But whatever I brought to it, he was happy with because it's, you know, uh, he just sort of trusted my uh, artistic choices, I guess. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I was really appreciated. I haven't worked on music stuff with anybody that that was uh, that was a dick about it. Fortunately, yeah. In my uh, in my life, uh, I know it can be really difficult to work on creative projects with people, and music is. Uh, fraught with bands fighting and having creative differences um, and I feel fortunate that I haven't encountered that uh, yeah I mean I'm not doing it for a career I just doing it because it's like I like the music or I like the people that I'm working with right in Houston um, most of the performance stuff I've done has been like at noise shows so and that's a wonderful community of just people who are interested in just textures and sound and just yeah creativity where there's no there's no form or expertise in the traditional way and uh, you know that's been a wonderful community to to be a part of where it's just your you've got your project name you've got your you know, idea behind it. And even if the only people at the show are the people playing and their significant others and the guy that runs the record shop, you're still, uh, you know, you're having fun and you're being creative together. And I, I've loved that since I've That's cool. That's cool. We haven't been real super active. I mean, well, we haven't been super active in music as far as performing in a long, long time. But I mean, us being sort of hermits, we don't really partake too much in the local scene here um we know some people obviously but um yeah we don't really go out much <laughs> like we hang out with brett from uh, brett and bart from audra mm -hmm. and um a couple other people but you know it's more of a as friends kind of thing mm -hmm. so it's not so much geared around you know music or whatever so i don't even really know like what the scene is here for the most part. Um, I, I think they have a pretty decent, um, healthy goth scene here. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't know, but yeah, we don't really. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to clubs anyways, but. If I go to a place, it's to see a band. Usually like um, I kind of go to a place to it. Um, right, same. Yeah, like I'll go to see a band. Otherwise, if I go out and it's not grocery shopping, it's, you know, a bookstore or something. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, noise shows being, uh, that's like going to see a band, but you're going to see your friends usually. 
Yeah. But haven't been to one of those in a long time either. And my, my noise project, incidentally, is called White Gloves and Party Manners, and which is the name of a 50s etiquette book. And um, my idea for lots of noise bands have all these really kind of extreme confrontational names and imagery. Yeah. I figured I'd have mine be not because I'm not very extreme or confrontational like yeah. I just, like here's my knitting like so like my, my idea was like to just do knitting uh of like metal objects and put distortion on it and um you know it's it's like kind of a one trick thing yeah um but that's my noise project have you recorded any of it or do you just do live stuff I have, I did make a CDR. I, I did put it on my band camp um, for that. And I mean, I'd probably go forward with that with just sort of general experimental type music. Yeah. Which, um, which is a lot less stressful for me to record than stuff where I have to get the timing right. Yeah. But just, you know, sounds. But, yeah. But I mean, we have a perpetual kind of project. We're always working on stuff, but we never quite um, tie up the loose ends. Yeah. yeah, that's funny what you just said, because I, and I'm sure it's probably similar. Like whenever I work with Lycia, there's a frame, there's a real kind of structured framework to it. So everything I do has to fit within, you know, the space that's there. Whereas when I do the solo stuff, it's all over the place. So there's no like, there's no like restrictions really to it. So it's not as difficult. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you don't kind of have to edit yourself as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, probably what you're saying with yeah. your stuff, as opposed to like working with stone breath or whatever, where, you know, you've got X amount of lines that you have to fit X amount of lyrics into that have to work with the guitars and the everything, you know, whereas with your solo, like noise kind of stuff is just whatever happens, happens. And it's, it's pretty easy to just kind of step into what Tim does and just kind of add to it uh, because he really plays instruments really well, unlike me. Yeah. But are you working on anything lately? We are actually, yes. We have a huge thing that's going to be coming out soon. I cannot talk about. But it's huge. And then we have, uh, we're working on an EP. Um, I think I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> but yes, we are working on stuff. Uh, Mike actually mixed two songs today. Well, he mixed one song. They're not done yet, but he mixed one song and then got another one prepped also. So yeah, we're, we're doing some stuff. And we kind of... We've done some like live, recorded some live um, performances in the house. One was for a Phoenix. Uh, has has we done two? I can't remember. We did we did one last last summer. Was it? God, I'm losing track of what time of the year it is. We did one for a farm sanctuary benefit. And then I did one for an Italian cure tribute thing. Mm -hmm. And then we just recorded one for, um, it's going to be like a Phoenix festival, like actual Phoenix, Arizona festival, not like Phoenix. Um, <laughs> and that one hasn't aired yet. And then we just got invited to do another one 
uh, I want to say it was in Brazil or Colombia. I'm awful. Like, I can't remember anything. But we haven't recorded that one yet. So we've been doing some of that stuff. And then we're kind of thinking that maybe once we are all safe to leave the house again, we might do some, like, little acoustic shows. But we want it to be very, like, low-key and kind of sort of like the live equivalent to you come over to the house and we all sit on the floor and yeah. sing some songs and then be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. I know it's funny because I'm like, oh, that sounds so fun. And then the reality of it, I'm like, I get so nervous doing anything now, you know, like anything that's out of my routine. And I get like physically ill from nerves from it. So I'm like, God, would, would I be able to even do this, you know, anymore? I don't know. Cause it's been so long since I've played like a real show, yeah, you know? Yeah, I totally know. It seems like a great idea when it's a few months away. And then yeah. like, the week of you're like, Oh my God, that's this week. I know. And then the yeah. day of it's like, how do I get out of this? Yes. And, like I always try to remind myself, I've never regretted doing something. Like, yeah. That when I look back on it, I'm always like glad that I can say like, oh, I did, I did a thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always glad that I did it, but I hate doing. It. I hate not doing. Do it. We have to drive to a thing. Where are we gonna park? What are we gonna eat? Are we gonna have time to eat and then get there and then park? And is there? Am I gonna have enough beverages? Like, right? It's like, and like, oh, I don't want to get dressed. Like, so yes. I hate doing things. It's all the stuff that goes with it. Like, once you're actually on stage, it's it's generally fine. Yeah. But it's all the buildup and the anticipation. Like, if someone just came to me and go, you're going on stage right now, yeah. I would yeah. deal with it a lot easier than knowing six months out that uh, it's going to have to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you, I mean, and this is even just with making plans to go do something with somebody. The same thing happens to me. It's like... Yeah. It sounds good when I make the plan, and then as it gets closer, I'm like, uh, why did I agree? And it's not about the other person. It's never about the other person. It's about my weird social anxiety. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like you're, when you're used to having, like, your, you know, your energy. Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And yeah. It's, now you're, you're going to be spending energy all the time. And... Um, you know, it's just so much easier to not. It's so much easier to stay home. Like, yeah. I am always ready to stay home and read a book and, like, work on my knitting and, like, watch right. a movie and let's go for a walk. I'm always ready for that. And, and yeah. like, doing a thing, like, that's like, oh, but I really wanted to work on this project that I'm not going to really do. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Yes. And it's part of my, like, our, I'm such a creature of habit. I'm sure you are too, where it's like, okay, Friday night, we always get dinner and then watch something cool on TV. And now my routine is doing these every Friday night. And then Saturday, it's like Saturday morning, we get Dunkin' Donuts coffee and we do chores and I work on my writing a little bit. And then in the afternoon, you know, maybe back in the day, me and Dirk would go running around shopping or whatever and then Saturday night, we have dinner and we watch cool stuff on TV. You know, so like, even if I'm do going to do something fun, mm -hmm. 
I miss that routine of that so much that it'll throw me off for the whole week until the following week when I get to have my routine again. I usually, if I'm going to do something big on the weekend, I'll see if can I take off like a day around then so I can make sure that I get in all of my stuff. Yeah. Today, like I took a half day because I had to go my, do my taxes. But I'm like doing that. It's like, okay, I need a half a day for that. Um, it took 15 minutes, but um, but I still needed a half a day. Yeah. And, you know, that let me kind of recover. But if I was going to go to a concert or something like that um, on a Saturday, I'd probably take off that Friday just so I had like an extra, I need my sitting around the house time. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's funny because when I was young, I mean, I was never home. Just ran, ran, ran nonstop all over, all over Northeast Ohio. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember one like, Christmas at like night, I'm like, I'm going to go see my friend in Boston. Like get in the car at 9 p.m., drive six hours, you know, see my friend at three in the morning in Boston. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, I would never go anywhere now. No. Everybody probably hates me because I never see them. And it's, it's like, it's really hard. And if I take a week off, it's like, it's like woods walking time. And yeah. That's when I'm. I'm gonna finally work on that recording. I'm gonna, you know, finish that album kind of stuff. Or yeah. I'm gonna paint that room. Right. So. I have had some. You know, there's some people that just don't understand that, and they don't understand kind of like how anxiety works and stuff like that. Where, you know, you make plans with people and then you have to cancel because you just can't. Yeah. I've had some friends like they'll make snide comments to mutual friends like, oh, of course she canceled. You know, it's like I'm not canceling because of you. I'm not making up excuses. I'm literally over here sick as a dog because I'm a nervous wreck for absolutely no discernible reason. Like, you know, that's how that's how anxiety works. It doesn't make logical sense. No. And so I'm always afraid like I'm afraid to make plans because sometimes I have plans and everything's great and it's fun and it's awesome. And I'm like, yay, this, this was the funnest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And then other times it's the exact opposite for no reason. And so I'm always afraid to make plans because you don't, you don't know what's today going to be. And I feel like too, the older, like I think because of the age and stuff and like the way our hormones are crazy now and just like, you never know what, your body's going to be doing on any given day. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to make plans. So like the whole live thing scares me because I'm like, if it's a good day, it'll be awesome. Yeah. If it's a bad day, I'll be like, oh, I need to go to the emergency room. I'm dying. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, I, I would encourage you to, uh, if you want to do the things like the live shows to say like remember that you'll be happy you did it i know i agree and and like you said i've never regretted doing it yeah i may have been scared like thinking this could be a horrible mistake but it never has been yeah and so i do try to keep like that's one thing i mean that's one thing i'll say about myself as far as big things in life i have never allowed fear to hold me back from doing it yeah. But it might hold me back from meeting you for coffee. Right. No, I totally that makes agree. any sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely in the anxiety. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because um, 
Like I sang on that last typo negative record. Mm -hmm. And so when they were coming here to play in Arizona, um, Josh was like, do you want to sing live? Mm -hmm. And like my instinct was to be like, uh, no, mm -hmm. because that's scary. <laughs> but I made myself do it because I'm like, when am I ever going to get this opportunity, yeah, yeah. you know, to see the, to not only hang out with, I mean, we were going to hang out with them anyways, but to like actually get up on stage and do this song with them that I recorded with them. And I did it. And it was such a cool thing because, you know, when we toured with them, it was not easy. Like their crowd absolutely hated, you know, well, not every crowd, but there was a lot of abuse that we took. <laughs> But it was such a strange thing to like be on stage with them and like people were nice. Like, oh my God, this is, this is weird. But yeah, and I'm so happy that I did that because I mean, who knew that that would have been, that was it. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know? That was it. He was gone after that. So I'm glad that that got to happen. But, um, but yeah, I think that, I don't usually generally let fear hold me back from big things, but the little things, yeah, I don't push myself for so much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. you got to conserve your energy. <laughs> you yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know how many times I've had panic attacks getting my hair cut. Just random stupid stuff like that, but yet I can get on stage in front of, you know, a bunch of people and... No, I, I feel the same way. It's like my rule. Like, I don't make phone calls outside of work. Like, I mean, I sweat. I, like, yes. it's like I can't do it. Like, I'm managing this, but, um, like, talking on the phone, like, or making a phone call. Like, or, I mean, people don't order. I just use an app for the pizza. Me too. Like, <laughs> but back in the day, calling for pizza, I would have to run the script in my head. I want this, 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 and this. Like I would have a whole script prepared. Yeah. I have I, I write things down if I have to talk to somebody on the phone. That's yeah. The work I do it like all the time for right. twenty some odd years. But um, it's just different. You have, to, you have to choose where you're gonna spend your energy and I spend all of it for doing that all week. So it's like I can't do anything else. I can Yeah. It is amazing how exhausting, like, having to talk to people is, you know, like, I'm training people now, and so I'm talking to them some days for seven straight hours, and it's not like it's, it's not stressful or anything like that, but it's just exhausting having to be on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I can never be a teacher. I can't. Yeah. It's exhausting. Like at the end of the day, I, I it's like I want to do all this stuff. You know. Oh, I want to do these chores. I want to do this, and then I end up just sitting down because I'm just like I need to unplug my brain for yeah a couple hours and just not do anything. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes I think I forget to plug it back in, but. <laughs> I feel so bad sometimes like I'll zone out while I'm training these people and I'll, and and it's so funny to me because they'll ask me a question and I'll be like what like yeah I have lost completely what we were doing but 
I zone out more than I used to. I, I mean, I'm okay at multitasking, but um, I can't think about one thing and talk about another. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, I do it a lot more like as far as listening too, where I'll suddenly, it's that horrible moment when like you get called on in class. And yeah. It feels like that in grown up situations too. It's like, yeah. Um, so. So this has been happening to me too. I think because I have to think all day, I just quit thinking after a while. And so I'll say, hey, Mike, such and such. He's like, yeah, I know. I told you that like yesterday. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm not purposely not listening to you. It's just, you know, what I, mean? I just can't. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and just it's certain information I just can't retain anymore, uh, you know? Yeah. Like, like earlier when I couldn't think any of the characters' names on Dark Shadows and stuff, and I'm like, okay, I know every single stupid character on that show, and I can't think of a single one besides Barnabas right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I was glad that you said Maggie, because I was like, oh, what was her name? Yeah. Like, these are people I know, like, family. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like you, okay, so you have Dark Shadows. I'm like that with, like, The Young and the Restless. And because um, my mom grew up like when I grew up, she would have the CBS soaps on all day. So it would be Young and the Restless, As the World Turns, Guiding Light, Bold and the Beautiful. And so all of those are gone except for the two. And I still try to watch them whenever I can because it's again, it's like that mm. comfort feeling. Yeah. And I never saw any of those. Yeah. That's what we want. I mean, it would be, it, we, you know, it would every single day, all of them. And, you know, I would, um, especially in the summer, because, you know, you don't have school or whatever, so you'd just be home, watch, like, the TV would just always be on. And I remember I would go down to the neighbor's house, who was the mother, so she was, like, my mom's age, and I would sit and have these in-depth discussions with her about the plots of, like, these soap operas, and, like, what do you think's going to happen, and blah, 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 blah. And I think how funny that must have been to her, because I was, like, a little kid like a nine or 10 year old having these in-depth discussions about, you know, the young and the restless and guiding light and all this stuff. And I'm still pissed off that as the world turns and guiding lights not on anymore. Like, I'm like, they, they just fucked me with that. Like, <laughs> how dare they take that off, you know? But see there again, I love stupid shit like that. Whatever. James, was familiar with a couple of the soaps. I know that he, I think maybe like his babysitter when he was a kid watched them or something because he knew everything about shows in certain eras. It probably just yeah. hospital. And yeah. So he knew all about it. Um, but I don't know anything about those. Uh, I guess when I was growing up, I mostly saw like those um, you know, runs of 60s TV shows, the, the whole. Uh, the I Dream of Jeannie, which the yeah. Leave it to Beaver continuum. Somebody's <laughs> um, outside. I was like, what's the... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and I watched a lot of that, too. Um, yeah, those are... All, I love all of... I think that's why I love this Wanda... I don't know if you're watching WandaVision. No, I'm not. I'm not watching anything right now, but that does look interesting. It's so good because it's based off of the old like the it's based off those old tv shows and stuff so it has that comforting vibe to it yeah yeah, so yeah, that's, that's kind of that. yeah it's good 
Um, yeah, I love television. <laughs> it's funny too, because I completely nerd out because I follow a lot of the actors from those soap operas on Instagram and stuff. And every once in a while, you know, you'll comment and they'll like, like your comment or they'll, and I'm always like, oh my God, Victor Newman just liked my post. <laughs> I love it. Like I've had conversations with a couple people before on there and I'm always like nerding out about it. I'm like, Mike, you're not going to believe it. And he's like, cool, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Victor Newman. <laughs> Victor Newman. <laughs> it's cool though. I love that kind of dorky stuff. Well, I mean, that's when, um, I mean, we love to go to horror conventions and things, and our big draw is the older actors that are there that were in stuff. And, I mean, there's not a lot of them left at this point. A lot of the people yeah. in the last 10 years have, have died. Um, but, uh, yeah, just here's this elderly person that was in these movies in the 70s, and that's that's, like, the most exciting thing. And it's Thank like, you. I'm, I don't have like anything to say to, I, I always say the same thing. I just say, thank you. You know, I say, thank yeah. you for, I love your stuff. Thank you. And like, that's all you got to do. Usually like they'll say, they might say something about my hair or something like that because I have a lot of it and yeah. you know, yeah, something to talk about, or they might say something about my name or something like that. But um, I just love having those little interactions with people. I know it's special. Yeah, it is. I love it. I'm such a nerd about that stuff. And it's not like, it's not like a name droppy thing at all. It's just, oh my gosh, you know, they've done, they, I've been, I mean, some of these actors on, on like these soap operas, I've been watching them since I was a child. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, and then the, it's just, I don't know, I'm nerdy, but whatever. That's good. I, <laughs> I want to go start doing some of those conventions. I think that would be super fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know when we'll go to one again. Right. Like, I mean, we've had some really, we go to one in Dallas, it's called Texas Frightmare, and then I, I often time my trips back home when they have the ones in uh, New Jersey, which they have, they have a lot up there. There's not one in Houston, there's a couple Comic Cons, and we've gone to a couple of those and seen some people that are not comic people, but are more horror people. Yeah. Um, but we're most we're mostly in it for the horror stuff, but uh, but damn, I would love to go gone to Dark Shadows convention. When yeah. Was, so, have you ever watched any of those videos on YouTube from their the Dark Shadows convention? I at some point, yeah. yeah there's so yeah. much stuff out there that I could be watching that I never do. I know. I know. I forget, I forget it's there. Like wow, yeah. I could really be just uh, indulging in all this stuff but um it's overwhelming there's just so much cool stuff to look at yeah i tend to keep like a narrow window so i don't get overwhelmed it's like with mm -hmm. musical instruments i i feel like i'd rather just have one or two things that i play around with than yeah a whole spectrum so what instruments do you primarily play um the one I mean, piano would be the one that I, I can technically say that I can play because I took lessons for years. So, yeah. so I, I kind of know what I'm doing. I can't play anything off the top of my head. 
Um, but, uh, you know, if I have sheet music, I can play classical mm -hmm. piano, but that's the most comfortable. And I, I have like a nice, um, like a Korg, uh, full size keyboard thing that sounds and feels like a piano or an organ. Um, that is, uh, my favorite thing. Uh, and I'm pretty comfortable with guitar. I mean, at least not like guitar solo stuff, but at least just acoustic kind of stuff. And um, Tim taught me some banjo and I have uh, I have a banjo here. I have a banjo in New Jersey too, the one I bought from him, but um, uh, I had to get a backup banjo. Yeah. I feel like I never really learned how to play it, but I'm happy with the sounds that it makes. But those, uh, those are the only things I feel like I could say that I played. We have other instruments too that just, it makes a sound, you know. Yeah, James is the synth guy. He's he's all about synths, modular synths, things. Oh, so that's um, that's probably where he is right now. Oh, that's cool. But, right on. <clears throat> I guess I'll probably uh, I'll probably go see him soon. I, he's probably wondering where I am. Uh, we're there. We're there. We're past our two-hour limit. I've been, I keep, you know, when I, before I started this, I'm like, I'm only going to do an hour. <laughs> and then every single one, it seems to be getting longer and longer and longer. Well, I told, I told him, I'm like, oh, you know, it'll be like an hour, hour and a half. So yeah. but he's got lots of stuff to keep him busy, but um, oh. I'm still here. So. <laughs> well, it's been lovely to talk to you and we'll have to get together again. We'll do that uh, one with you and Tim and. I don't know what all we'll talk about there, but we'll act stupid and it'll be fun. <laughs> it was so nice to talk to you finally face to face, kind of. I almost did air quotes, but I stopped myself. Yeah. See? Yeah. When this all face to face. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, it's been lovely and um, I'm going to stop recording right now, but don't hang up yet. And then, uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Oh, let me stop this real quick.